this is inevitable because it was planned that way. They got us used to the idea of it in our pets to begin with. Uh, first they said it would be rogue pets, you know, ones that occasionally get in trouble with the, uh, the dog catcher or something. And then they made it mandatory that all pound dogs had to have chips put in them. Uh, then I think in Canada they made it mandatory that you, you, you are trying to, to get all your pets chipped. And some U.S. states have done the same. And that's simply a familiar, it's to familiarize you with the whole idea of chipping in the first place step by step, until we all get it ourselves. Now I hear the music coming, so I'll be back after these following messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the matrix. Before I read this article, I better take this call, it's from... Queensland, Australia. It's James. Are you there, James? Yeah. I actually missed the start of your show, but um, I was just, uh, I've been not talking off the topic, but um, here in Queensland, um, in Brisbane, we're just about to get fluoride in our water and just sort of concerns me a lot because we're about to um, have, have it happen pretty soon and all, all this public relations spins coming out and saying it's not mass medication, don't worry about it and, uh-huh. and, that, and I don't know why we need to have it. Well, it's interesting, because the man who pushed it in Canada, this dentist, that came out, I think he even wrote a book about it, he was the man who pushed it, he swallowed it all himself, he believed it was all true, and he promoted it to be brought into the Canadian water supply, and then he came out against it when he, he really went into the details, especially to do with its effects on the body and the brain itself. Uh, it's been well known since the 1920s, the effects of, of this particular, it's a byproduct of aluminum. And uh, that's where they put their byproducts in, the, in our food or our water, and it helps to dispose of it. But it also dumbs us down pretty quickly, makes us more docile and placid. And it also causes brittle bones as you get older. And it also can put a little white pitting in the, in the teeth itself. Little white um, uh, particles appear just under the enamel. So it's a, it's a pretty dangerous stuff. Never mind the mental effects. So you're quite right. You should be asking why they're putting it in. Yeah, and there's also a lot of um, things coming out now about the environmental thing. It's just sort of almost driving me mad. Like, it's just, I can see through all the propaganda. Every time I, I look at someone else's TV, because I don't really use mine anymore, but I always see the, um, like, these, these reports and articles about um, green vehicles and green energy and carbon yeah. neutrality. And it's just, I can see right through it now, because I've been listening to your programs for a few years now. And it's just, oh, it's just crazy. How do I deal with these people <laughs> who don't understand it yet? <laughs> Uh, you probably find the general population around you don't even question it, do they? Not at all, no. No. They, they think it's good. They think it's a good thing to... That's I, right. I can see where it's heading, and, it, yeah, it's just, it seems quite sad because, um, yeah, all the interest rates are rising and we've got new leadership, supposedly, from Kevin Rudd, and it's just... Uh, I think they're gonna, this guy is going to bring in really serious um, environmental laws. He didn't waste any time in ratifying that treaty or whatever it was. No, yeah. no that, that, that green treaty, the whole greening uh, program is uh, what they call a must-be. It's going to be the big stick to make us all conform and accept a, a completely new system and a new standard of yeah. living. Yeah. And I actually thought about you, and that's why I called the show, because I was going through a um, fairly sort of upmarket-looking magazine, and then there's a massive um, A3-sized spread with Mikhail Gorbachev in a mm-hmm. 
Louis Vuitton advertisement with a um, in a taxi or something like that. Yeah. And a limousine looks like with a um, and it says here um, Mikhail Gorbachev and Louis Vuitton are proud to support Green Cross International. I looked up what Green Cross International was, and that was very interesting in itself. <laughs> it, it is, isn't it? Yeah, they, they love they love the crosses. They, yeah, and he also was knighted when he went to England, into the Knights yeah. of Lazarus. And the Knights of Lazarus, their symbol is the green cross. Yes, symbolic. <laughs> but yeah, everything is planned that way. And uh, Australia, the whole world is to get the same agenda. And now the big corporations, all their ads are bringing in the eco terminology into it oh, yeah. uh, to brainwash us further. Another thing is, I'm um, in, in the town I live in. There's a local magazine or local rag, as they call it, and yeah. it's got a, um, a section which is there every week called Sustainable Living, and it's called I think OneDegree.com.au or something like that. Yes. And it's a, um, a section dedicated to uh, um, you know environmental concern, and it's it's obviously sponsored by bigger powers. I'm quite sure of it because it's very well formatted and it's not like some yeah. private ad. It's a real like a whole section. You'll find, yeah, again, uh, the Club of Rome was the, the ones who came up with this particular idea and all the other uh, foundations and roundtables worked it out the details, how to market it to the public through magazines and so on. Yeah. 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 Amazing, yeah. And the last thing I wanted to ask you, um, I, I get a lot of uh, invitations um, and offers from people who are in groups and, like, you could call them cults, I guess. Uh -huh. And some of them actually do check out to be officially recognised cults. And I think because I was just having an inquiring mind and people try and get me into their marketing programs and their, you know, religious organisations, which are often offshoots from mainstream religions. Yeah. I get a lot of offers. And also if I work in sales, I get heaps of people coming to the store who, who try and recruit me. It's just quite amazing. Yes. <laughs> the people I sort of get, get involved with, yeah. Yes. How to it, handle them, yeah. It depends which ones you'd go to because the, the ones who already have a, a predestiny uh, written within somewhere, will, will enjoy the news because they look forward to an end, and they believe yeah. it's meant to be that way. The other, the other ones that don't have anything uh, written in stone or, or wherever, um, are more liable to to take more of an interest and, and perhaps even become more active in it uh, to start try to change it. Yeah, I actually went to um, one of these particular Buddhist organisations, and I was invited to a massive um, seminar in Sydney. And I uh, went there last year, and I just couldn't believe how it's so youth-focused. Like everything revolves around recruiting the youth. Yes. And I can see through what they're trying to do, but yeah. massive connections with the United Nations as well. Like quite open about it. Mm. Yes, that's that's always. What what actual sect was it? You know. Uh, I'm not sure. If I should name it. That's all. Uh, was it was it the Japanese one or was it? Uh... Yeah, the Japanese one. Okay. One of those ones. Yeah, yeah, so they're, 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 they're known for going... calls and harassment from them as well. I've had a lot of, you know, repeat offers and invitations and quite pushy about it. So yes, uh -huh. to the point where I had to sort of ignore the phone calls and <laughs> make up yeah. excuses. And, yeah, it's yeah quite, they all get into the hard issue. marketing idea. See, they're all... It's interesting. Even all the religions are into the hard marketing idea and they use hard marketing uh, techniques. And uh, mm. they, yeah, they don't leave you alone. Uh -huh. Yeah, and, and I keep saying to my family, I'm not getting involved in any groups. I want to be an individual and just, you know, come to my own conclusions and listen to other people. That's what I want to do. But I, I find the trouble is when you get involved in these groups, they're all the same. Like every time I've been to, whether it's a marketing one or a, you know, religious type of group, uh -huh. there are various mainstream religions and so on. Um, they've all got the same form. I just can't believe it. And I think you've said this before, but I totally 
agree with it. It's just amazing. Like they've all got the same worship of a superior human being or whatever. It's just that, yeah, they're all kind of fooled, and, and they all, each one thinks they're superior. They're going to come through yeah. this. Yeah, that's that's the sad part. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks very much. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Thank you. And above uh, uh, a, a guy called Garen on Rhode Island, is it? Hello, Garen. Hello, Alan. Yeah. Uh, yes. I uh, wanted to ask you a, a couple of questions. Um, First, uh, do you, you know the uh, new UN Secretary General, Ki Moon? Ki Moon. I haven't yeah. read much about him. No. Oh, so you don't know that much about him? No, I haven't kept up with the UN. I, I lost interest with the last one with the oil for for food scandal with Iraq when they were filling their pockets there. You know, the boss and his son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just I I didn't know too much about him either, so I. Was, just uh, wondering if, if you had, uh, but um, and then um, my other question is: I had heard you mention one time about the um, global elite or aristocracy. They have the belief in reincarnation, but only for them. What? Yeah, they have an odd, an odd. Uh, you see, they, they understand that, that all religions have an esoteric side. And and each each side can be misinterpreted even by those that follow them. And uh, so even the Greek themselves claim that they are man. Uh, we are not man. We are we are human. And human uh, comes from humus, meaning the earth. Uh, that's the whole story of Adam. Before Adam was created in Genesis, you'll see that God created man and woman in chapter one. That's the last you hear of them. And then he says, no, there was no one to till the soil, so we created Adam and Eve. They were the workers. So these characters uh, at the top believe that they have spirit, and the rest of the public down below do not. That's the difference. Oh, so they believe that they have spirits yeah. that will go on to live another life and be uh-huh. reincarnated and all these things, but yeah. the rest of us... Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, if you read the, the books by Plato... Uh, he, he being an aristocrat of his day and studying in Egypt, he believed this himself and he, he wrote about it in his books. Oh, Plato? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, and so so the um, the inferior ones like us, we, we don't uh, we don't have souls. Oh, well, you have a soul. See, that the, in ancient times, and this was even taught in the early Christian church, you had body, soul, and spirit. And if you had all three, that was completion. That was the ultimate trinity. Uh, but they claimed that the people at the bottom never achieved or acquired spirit, so they were just soul. The soul had no intellect of its own. And you just went back into the big sea of pea soup and uh, got mushed up. Ah, yeah. I see. Oh, that, that's, uh, oh, that's pretty wild. And, and that's what Plato attributed their superior intellect and knowledge uh, and, and for the very fact they were aristocratic and successful, that's what he attributed that to, was that they came from these lineages that had uh, spirit. So they, so they go on and evolve, but the rest of us go back into the primordial soup. That's they... it, that's it, yeah. <laughs> that's, wow, that's pretty wild. Isn't it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, Alan. Thanks for calling. Yep. And you've got Chris from Canada. Are you there, Chris? Hello, Alan. Hello. Yes. Hey, um, 
How's it, I, I have a question for you. Um, I don't wish to cause any offense, but I was wondering, how is it that the New World Order does not act against uh, public figures, not unlike yourself, mm-hmm. who are speaking out against them, and uh, you know, to, to stop this information from being released? Oh, they will. In fact, they are. Are they? Oh, yeah. You, you, you have no idea when I come under, uh, what it comes under, what kind of attacks I get put towards me here. Or even groups trying to start up in the U.S. trying to get me off the air. You you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Okay. And this is this is all the time. By yes. The way. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not probably the only unauthorized person to to get up this far. It's simply because I couldn't be ignored anymore. <laughs> so the information you're putting out is is you know of the quality that they can't really stop it. That's pretty well it. Yeah. I'll be back after these messages. Hang on. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the Matrix. This big, thick pea soup around us, and we're cutting through pretty quickly, and people are noticing, which is good and bad, because when you do cut through it, you will take hits coming back at you, especially when you're making a difference. And uh, Chris from Canada was talking there. Are you still there, Chris? Uh, yes, I am. I was About uh, coming against you. Yeah, they do come against you. And I'm sure something bigger will come this this year. Um, they try a whole bunch of different ways to get at you, uh, legal otherwise, you know. And so you have to try and keep squeaky clean. Can you be more specific about uh, things that they've done to try to impede you and stop you from, you know, fighting the good fight like you're doing and releasing this wonderful information for us? Oh, there were there were some groups in the U.S. You'd understand as a what was called the Patriot Radio business in the U.S. was started up in the '60s. And a Toronto Star article a few years ago, it was a half page on it, gave the history of it. And initially it was started up by the CIA. They gave the history of it. And, and they put Christian front groups up, groups out there, to, to try and fight communism with counter-propaganda. And personally, I don't think they really ever gave them up. Now, why would they give up a great tool? But unfortunately, you have so many schisms within those groups there, that they can be easily used by someone that's well-known or powerful uh, to go after someone and harass them or get a campaign going to get you off the air. You know? And they do things like that. But it's always one leader, and the rest are always followers. They're called the useful idiots. They don't think too much. They have no peace in them. If they were real Christians, they would have peace beyond understanding. But these people literally need causes. And plus the culture of the U.S., was given heavy doses of militarization. That's been all through their, the, especially the Hollywood era of propaganda. And so they couple militarization, like hit men for Jesus or SWAT teams for Jesus, you know, with, with, with uh, the military. And uh, so you have all these strange mindsets out there that can be kind of dangerous at times too. Uh, and you get, you get death threats from some of them, you know. Do you get lots of, of threats and things like that? You get the death threats from, from the ones who are on the fringe. There's always a fringe group on every, on, on every group. There's always a fringe on the outside uh, with the ultra-paranoics that get fixations upon you, and they'll stalk you, for instance. And you take these things seriously. You have, to, you have to chase them down before they come to you. I have had people up here looking for me. Really? Uh-huh. And um, why do you think the New World Order, uh, like doesn't completely just, you know, eliminate people who are speaking out against them. Because this must 
see the whole show, the whole show of the New World Order through propaganda and gradualism has been very gradual, step by step, up until now. Is to be is to fool the majority of the public. That's their target. Uh, they worry about the minorities, but the majority is always their target. As long as they can convince the majority, everything's okay. If they start wiping out people who are speaking out, even the majority would get the wind of something being very, very wrong. You see? Yes. So they try to, to leave that as a last resort, if possible. But they do do it. Uh, they, they, they wiped out James Goldsmith in England, who came out with a counter-movement to pull Britain back out of the European Union. And because he had name, fame, uh, intelligence, and enough publicity, he was wealthy too. In other words, he could do it. He was being listened to uh, when he came out with his book called The Trap. Uh, he died within a few weeks of a, of a rapid uh, onset of pancreatic cancer, and he was dead in two weeks. So, so they're not really so concerned about the uh, the fringe movements, and you know the truth movement is so small. Is that why it's not really being targeted so much? And the truth movement can be well manipulated too. There's so much confusion within it. I mean, number one, there's no there's no idea of what they actually truly want collectively. They're all fighting within each other for for different ideas, and they don't see the big picture at all. They only see their little paradigm of the box they live in. And what each one really wants is for their particular little box to stay the same way until they die. Just don't make it get any worse. Just stop right here. Other ones want to go back to a previous time when they think it was better. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ideas. And other ones want to get America back. Now, the industry has been moved out of America. How would they support themselves? And not only that, they don't even think through the next problem. Since the United Nations is primarily funded by the U.S., and was, was promoted and set up by the U.S., even from, from Woodrow Wilson for the, for the, for the League of Nations, uh, they would be classed as a rogue nation if they pulled out now. And the other U.N. countries would then have to go to war with the U.S. See, nothing has been thought out at all uh, in any way, shape, or form. And you have confusion there, and confusion feeds uh, fear, and, and fear makes them fight each other. There's a lot of infighting on with different groups, you know. So do you think they cause the infighting and cause the uh, splintering? Absolutely. You always uh, divide and conquer uh, as standard techniques. And they have put out so many provocateurs in the past uh, to do this, and it's not a hard thing to do. And then they do smear campaigns. Even on the politicians, you'll see that all the time. That's standard in politics, you get smear campaigns. Uh, well, they do the same thing with people who can make a difference. They try. Because it's the general public who don't, who don't take much convincing generally. They don't go into facts, details, or question, or even check things out for themselves. They, they just uh, accept what they're told. So uh, and, until they, realize, they actually decide and uh, discuss what they all have in common, what all their interests happen to be in the main, the main agenda, uh, and then come together then of an idea of what they're fighting for and what they want to save and keep and what they want to throw away. Back with more after these messages. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.
Hi, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix of deception and just finishing up with, uh, with Chris, mentioned, talking about uh, what happens and do they come against you and so on. And yes, they do come against you. I've had the brake lines cut on my car in my last place when I used to be on, on radius 10 years ago. And um, other things happened to me too, uh, which were just uh, bizarre. Something you could even go to the cops and tell they would never believe you. I did have a, a phosphorus bomb put down my chimney from my helicopter one night. So this is uh, actively ongoing then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you don't get a minute's peace here, and you have to watch every car that pulls up here. Really? Uh-huh. Also, um, um, I was wondering about the fact of, you know, the, the big date of 2012. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that is, is some special date where that's really going to, they're really going to implement, uh, you know, eliminating the population by that point, or is it going to be Well, 2012 was picked. 2010 is for the complete amalgamation of the Americas to be up and running. Uh, 2000, I was done at the free trade nego uh, negotiations way back in the 80s, decided that. 2012 was to be the implementation where you have the free trading blocks that are also implementing the trading blocks of uh, the Far East, the Pacific Rim. And the United Nations is to take over and become raised up to its status now as the world's policeman, the sole, the real policeman and real government that oversees everything by 2012. So by 2010, they're actually going to, it's going to be officially the American Union. Yeah, and in fact, that was even stated in Canadian television, CBC, in 2005, when they, they told you they had uh, uh, another uh, one agreement to sign per year, and that they had, um, they had five to go. And uh, when do you think they're going to begin uh, doing the, the culling of the herd, the, the mass um, you know, killing of the population? Uh, slowly they've been doing it with other means for all our lives, actually. But uh, I think they'll bring out pandemics. I, I, you know, all this stuff to do with putting barbed wire around little ports on the Great Lakes and stuff, that's all to keep people from moving in or getting out. Now, this is all containment policies we're seeing right now getting set up. That's nothing to do with terrorists. These are all con Same with all the gunboats. They put a whole fleet of them on the Great Lakes there. Heavy caliber machine guns can punch through thick steel. Now, that, that's not for terrorists or for the average fisherman that's drunk on his boat without a license. That's for, that's for populations in a panic trying to move. So do you think they're, they're, they're going to keep, keep quiet about it? They're just going to slowly be implementing these things, not actually have a, a mass, like reveal themselves for what they are and, and create an overall panic in the world? It, it will reveal itself when they release the pandemics. Then, then you'll see all these forces that are set up going to action. So they're all they're ready to be you know come into effect at that point. Yes. Sir. And then it's all going to be as you know, for lack of a better term, all hell is going to break loose. That's right, and that's why the, the, the Department of Defense for Britain gave uh, us a 90-page report on 30 odd years of, of riots and chaos. That's all they predicted. They wouldn't tell you why that would happen, but they obviously know the agenda. They know what they're going to implement to cause it to happen. Uh, food's going to go out of sight. Um, transportations will go out of sight. There'll be curfews. There'll be there'll be cordoned off cities, areas, roads. And the pandemic is beautiful, and it can spring up in one place, die down, and spring up in another. So they can keep changing the containment points. What do you think they're waiting for? What is their, uh, their agenda? Uh, the, the, the full implement, the full readiness of, of the forces to take care of it all, manage it all. And uh, the world, the world probably. It was Rockefeller that said uh, at a speech in California. 
He said, because we're complaining about the United Nations meddling in the U.S. affairs, and he said the day will come, he says, when you'll welcome the United Nations troops in America under the right circumstances. So all that's been dealt with, too, which forces will be used, when they'll come in, etc., etc. And um, do you see, so you don't see a clear time frame where that's going to happen? Well, as I say, the Department of Defense see it starting anywhere from 2012 onwards, uh, and so it'll be just a gradual escalation. As I say, it's an age of chaos. That means all types of chaos will be implemented. Yeah. And also, do you see a, um, the other day you were mentioning that uh, northern India might be a safer place to go because it's less developed. They're less, they're yeah. less likely to have the infrastructure to implement these plans. That's right. That's right. They do. That's right. Yeah. It'll take a lot longer. It'll take years and years and years to, to uh, even the cultural changes too. They don't think the same way about things. Uh, it's not quite uh, so. It's not organised at all in that respect. So, is there any other places that you could mention that uh, would be of a similar um, attributes? Uh, there, there's a few, but I don't want to mention them all. It'll be a mad rush to go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So even the, what about like the tip of South America? No, I wouldn't go into Americas at all. No, so just Americas are just going to be not the place to be. That's right. There's lots of little islands around though. Like, would that be a, another alternative? Possible, but but I'd get far away from the Americas when it does come down. Okay. So heading over to to Europe is not a good idea either, right? Temporarily, it can be good, but not for the long run. One thing about uh, Northern India is, what about the fallout from? Uh, Perhaps you know nuclear fallout from uh, Iran and you know what they plan on you know doing in the Middle East. I, I wouldn't worry. I mean, uh, fallout travels across the whole planet anyway. We had that in Britain, even when Chernobyl went off, and the cows were given radioactive milk. You know. Yes. So it, it doesn't matter. Um, it's best to take things at a step at a time, and don't worry about the what ifs because there's a thousand what ifs out there. You deal with one thing at a time out of necessity. Necessity should dictate your plans. Also, I was wondering... You know, I, I really the, have to go on the next caller. Okay, just uh, one more question. With Very the, quick. the spread of the pandemic, do you think it's going to be global or is it just going to be localized to large population centers? Uh, it definitely will. It'll be it'll spring much like the SARS nonsense camp came to Canada uh, through Toronto from the Far East. And uh, then it supposedly it was... It wasn't even contained. It was, it was a heavy flu. Flus kill off people all the time, but it seemed to definitely take down people of, of uh, Far Eastern heritage much faster. They, they got it worse and a lot of them died of it. So it was almost gene-specific, and a lot of Chinese are asking questions about that now. So, so, so that, that's how it will come. It will probably come straight over and through aircraft and visitors and so on. It will be person-to-person, -person, correct? Yeah. Not really like a big uh, massive air cloud coming with the... Uh, no, unless you spray it from the skies, which is possible. Okay. All right. Thank you for your patience, Alan. I appreciate answering these questions. Okay. Thank you. Anna. Now we've got Mark from Massachusetts, is it? Alan, this is uh, Mark from Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, just two quick questions. You mentioned a couple of times, and I found very interesting, is the connection with, uh, uh, I think it was Fred T. Gates and John D. Rockefeller. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had any more information on that, any other resources I could... Uh, look into on that because it was kind of intriguing. I haven't been able to find, found a couple small things on the internet about it, but it was nothing uh, too concrete. I just you, wanted you'd to... have to really dig in to the genealogies. Yeah. I did it ages ago, but I never kept it. 
But uh, you, you'll find these characters are all interrelated generationally, yeah, intergenerationally. Yeah. Same okay. ones. Yeah, same ones. Big, powerful families. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And, and the second thing, to, not to harbor on the what ifs too much, but what, as far as uh, uh, financially, what, what would you consider to be uh, the best defensive position to take for what might be coming down the road in the next few years? Would, what, what is obviously currencies, probably paper currencies, not probably the ideal uh, gold, the same, same thing, you know, someone has to take the gold, you know, and they can value it at whatever. So what is, what, what can, what, what would you do if you were, had a, to take a position financially of some, some degree? You'd have to, uh, if you stay in the States, you'd have, the, the best currency there eventually is going to be food. Yeah, yeah. Food and medicine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Food and medicine are going to be like gold. Uh, people who who have um, the ability to to grow their own food too, uh, that's a good area to be in at that particular time. Because people will certainly want to. The supermarkets, you understand, and even during a pandemic, will be cleared out in one day. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. so, so bartering is going to come in quick uh, for necessities. Necessities, that's it. So it's food, uh, and good water, and so on. Yeah, that's that's your first thing on anyone's mind. Every mother thinks of that first, and uh, that's going to be essential. Okay, so, so, well, so stack up, you know, with, with beans and dried stuff and so on, and yeah. you can add water to and cook up in a stew, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thanks. Nice talking to you. Thanks for calling. And we've got Ted in California. Are you there, Ted? Hello? Hello, Alan. Yes. Yes, um... A while back, somebody was mentioning Walt Disney, and oh. I uh, on your show, and I did some research on it, and uh, I, I'm convinced now that he's a, he was certainly a, an assigned culture creator. Yes. Um, I found some things about Epcot Center. Um, mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a u- utopian city of the future, oh. and he said um, he said it'd be a planned, controlled community. Where there be no slum areas because they won't let them develop, no landowners, therefore no voting control, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and people will rent houses instead of buying them. Yeah, exactly. No the retiree. Agenda 21. Yeah. Yeah, it all fits, fits right there, yeah. and that there would be no retirees and everybody must be employed. That's right. <laughs> and they also oh. started off the whole movement towards talking animals to to change a generation's idea of animals, you had talking rabbits, talking deer, you know, and children grew up thinking that those animals were much like themselves. It was quite a psychological preparation, because that's what it was all based on, really, you see. And he was a very high Freemason, too. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, You know, there's that, uh, there's a fireworks show at Epcot that they say it lasts... um, Exactly 13 minutes, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's called Illuminations. 13, it would be 13, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, it's divided into three movements called Chaos, Order, and Meaning. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so that tells you right there, it's ready, you know. This is yeah, it, it, it is. can be. It is, yeah. Uh, I know. But, it, but uh, yeah, everything is in the open. These guys knew where they were going 100 years ago, even, even before that. They knew this kind of world they would set up and what they would work towards uh, through maybe three uh, generations of employers in the big foundations 
they knew they could pull it off, and they were quite right. But they knew this in the 1700s, too, they could do this. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm resisting as best I can. Yes, we have to. Yeah. We have to. Well, thanks okay, for calling. Thanks, thanks for everything, Ellen. Bye now. Bye-bye. And you got George in New York. Are you there, George? I'm on. Uh, yeah, it's George here. Uh, this is a quick question. Um, Francis Bacon was the head of the corporate structure that put together the King James Version of the Bible. Is that correct? He was definitely involved in it, yeah. Invol- he, he was involved, and, and he was a high-level Masonic uh, personality? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. He, there was a lodge there, a Rosicrucian lodge, and uh, there's a whole bunch of them, Francis Bacon, Walter Raleigh, uh, Drake, a whole bunch of them belonged to that lodge. And so, it's well written about that they had their meetings there and so on, you know. And there so were they, pirates, too. They were all pirates. Oh, so the hook up with the skull and bones, so to speak? Yeah, you see, the, the, the pirates came out of the Knights Templars. Right. They were the first pirates, but that's why they hoisted the skull and bones up there when they became renegades and were kicked out. Uh, they had a massive fleet, and they never did find the treasure that was pulled out of Europe and France. And uh, and they simply pillaged the seas. They were... They were um, they were pirates and buccaneers. And they went with their Masonic word of the Bible. Or yeah, and they based themselves initially in, uh, in Argyllshire in Scotland, and then they also had a, uh, an inn with the, the court in London, England. So they, they surrounded uh, the Queen, Elizabeth the I, uh, with uh, advisors and so on, yeah. So, so that, that, that's just because these ones seem to be calling you up because I'm a long-time follower, these religious ones, and I, I would really, in charity, ask them to back off because uh, you're on a different subject. They, they should look into what we just discussed about the origin of the King James uh, yeah. version of the Bible and, and these other religious works. That uh, Well, actually, that, they're, they're pretty good, George, because some of them, when they lose their temper like that, show you that the demons really do exist. Well, they shouldn't do that. The, the, really, one of the most educated and intelligent and uh, charitable priests I ever met in my life, he used to stress that uh, Jesus, as he knew Jesus, was a gentleman. He didn't push himself on anyone. Well, it's supposed to give them peace beyond understand, all understanding. Well, but those who don't understand anything, really, they've taken a dogma uh, and they're on the fringe group. Um, right. They have no peace within them at all. They, they, they seem that they have to go out and attack others, which I've been caught in that myself over the last uh, decades and decades and decades, or 50 years or 40 years, whatever you want to say. Yeah. But I didn't stay there too long, so I understand where they're coming from. But it's not the right place to be. And you, I think you're com- really correct when you say, you know, the faith uh, faith in belief is uh, you, you have faith that you believe what has been given by others is the truth. But it yeah. isn't necessarily so, because I go by my experiences and that's all I can go by. That's and all you, you can go by. I think, therefore, I am, and this is what happens to me, and, and you come to your own conclusions. Right, and just like my own belief, and I'm not pushing on anyone. I mean, if you do know the Lord Jesus, you'd have to know the Lady Mary, his mother, and the saints, because they seem to be around. You know, they they travel together. That's the family. And I, I, I've always been perplexed for years that people, they want to push Jesus on you, and they don't seem to know the other aspects of but the, that's, uh, family. That's, that's the divisiveness of the different factions and sections. Well, and, and charity, the, whole, the whole thing boils down, as I say, to peace. If you have peace within you uh, because of your faith, then you wouldn't go around harassing people. Right. In charity, I think the, the people should take another look at you and 
try not to push you push you because you're on a grand mission of 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 of, of bringing to light something and it's not the time and the place to push you into remember uh, the, your there's also an agenda out there george with a, small, with a small group, uh, and they, they think they're SWAT teams for Jesus, you know. Well, they should. Again, they've right. combined this military mentality with, uh, with uh, pushing their version of Jesus on everyone else. Well, and, for the love of God, I wish they would just back off and give you some peace and, and, and not harass the rest of us who are trying to look at ourselves. And I really take you up on what you say. I think you're absolutely correct, or I don't like that word too much, absolutely, but like yeah. uh, you're correct in saying you've got to question what you've been taught or what that's you believe. That's you know, and I only can believe what I know, and I'm, I'm well over 60, and I've been working at this for a long time. You know, and, so. and you'll always change as your life goes on, as you know more and more and more. True, true. Yeah. All right, so I, I just came in. I wouldn't have called except I got okay. stu stu stuck in a safety checkpoint, they call it, 1984, right? 1984 checkpoint. Safety yeah. checkpoint, but I didn't have the, the upgrade of insurance paper, so I came back to get it. You know, an ounce of yeah. prevention's worth 20 pounds of cure. You've got to have your papers and everything. Uh, your papers, please, yeah. Yeah, but he let me go, you know. He did, but they checked, they scanned the license and the registration, you know. <laughs> you know, big brother. <laughs> the land of freedom, ten, yeah. Ten months I didn't have the upgrade. I, and I remember, I forgot to put it in my wallet. I should have put it in there right away. I took the old one out and put the new one in. Yeah. And I, you know. But anyway, so Alan, uh, good luck, and uh, you know, and everybody out there, please, please back off, and let's not let's have peace and, and harmony here. Otherwise, move on to other sites if you want, where people enjoy fighting. Yeah, I, Alan doesn't, you know, and we're trying to listen. It's pointless to for me, and, and they won't win anyway. Thanks for calling, George. Okay. Back after these messages. Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and we're cutting through the Matrix. And I've got Chuck on the line from the UK. Are you there, Chuck? Hello. Hello. It's Jack. I think he misunderstood the Cumbrian accent. Okay, I see H-U-C-K I've got here. <laughs> no, J-U-C-K. Okay. Um, okay, the question that I have for you, um, it's great to talk to you, by the way. Um, about a year and a half ago, as far as working up goes, um, I'd say I went past the point of no return. And in that time, there's been a lot of, um, you know, you feel like your mind makes more links with synapses or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And your concentration gets stronger. But seeing as you've been at it for decades, I was yeah. wondering if you could um, let me know what I'm in for um, somewhere uh, down the line. <laughs> you're in for a roller coaster. Okay. A roller coaster when, you, when you're awake, when you try to sleep, it will suddenly come on you. And your mind will just go roller coaster. And everything that you, all the little bit of information you have, that you've tucked away up through, through the years you didn't know you had, or you thought yeah. you'd forgotten, will come, all come together. Like, like gestalt, it all comes together rather than exploded, implodes. Really? And it's like putting a, a plate back together that's all been smashed. And it won't leave you alone until you, you finally get it. <laughs> Goodness. Um, I, I, I find I'm kind of seeing through people as well, you know, um, yeah. the, the delusions they have and, um, yeah. and, and the questions they ask me. I can just bang and fire something straight back at them because yeah. it's all the same kind of um, slogans, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're seeing them go through repertoires and routines. That's what they're called by a big uh, uh, world psychologist. Uh, most people can only repeat um, routines that have been trained in and give repertoires of information, and it's all bits and bytes of information that's been downloaded into them via the television. 
I see. Um, I, I guess a, a second question, if I may. Um, I'm, I'm not talking about supernatural powers here, but as far as we see a power of the mind goes, um, what do you think the human being is capable of? Pretty well anything for some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure, and thank you very much, Alan. You call again. Yeah. Will do. See ya. Bye now. And we might just fit in uh, Jack from New Brunswick. Are you there? Hello. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hi. Hello. It's very uh, much a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I've um, listened to your show for let me see one month now, and I, I, um, I suppose uh, I understand that there is a certain network. It's an old family that's put itself in a position of advantage and is taking and is taking the advantage. Um, and which seems to be normal to me. Uh, I know that I would help my cousin before I would help my neighbor, and so on down the line. I suppose I would even help, without sounding like a racist, I might even help my own race before I'd help another race, and that yep. seems to me to be natural to me. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then I, but then I find it, uh, and then, and then, strangely enough, uh, now we hear about this calling that. Uh, that is evident. Um, they're disclosing that they, it appears as though they intend to eliminate uh, a very large portion of the population on the earth. Yes, they do want to do that, yes. Now, I was just speaking to a friend of mine living in Washington, D.C., and, uh, and uh, she wasn't aware that uh, Washington, D.C. is a, um, a sovereign state that exists within the United States Union. That's right. And, and is not part of the United States. Yes, right, too. Yeah. In fact, uh, in fact, the President of the United States is President of a corporation called the United States and does not represent the people yeah. of the United States unless they are citizens. I'll have to go now. The music's on. we <laughs> <laughs> okay. call again. Okay, From Hamish and myself up here in Ontario, Canada, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you. <laughs> 